0: In this episode of Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall, we are shutting up discouragement and discussing why the gift of encouragement is needed and important. We hope this episode puts some pep in your step. Let's get to it.
1: Ever feel like you've got to get your should together?
0: Is your should about to hit the fan?
1: Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne
0: and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should.
1: With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do.
0: Because there's so much more in you.
1: There is so much more in you. There is, Jenny. Yes. That's actually what we're talking about. We're talking about encouraging one another and like, how do we do that? And uh, if you need some encouragement, if you want some encouragement, you've shown up to the right place. We are here all about being encouraging today. And uh, telling telling you why you should encourage as well. So if you're joining us on video and you're watching us behind the scenes, (laughs) welcome. You get to see all the fun. But if you're an audio listener only, welcome as well. Keep your hands on the wheel, 10 and (laughs) 2. Make it where you need to be, safe and sound. We're glad you're joining us as well. And really, this is such an incredible episode for us because... For us, we're ending things a little bit. We're going to take another pause, not, not as significant as the one we just took, but we are about to go into a mid-season break. So this has been fun so far for this season four. Um, we really feel like we've we've put out some incredible episodes that hopefully shut down the shoulds or free you from the shoulds that you're living mm-hmm. your life. Um, yeah. And this episode, we just want to let you know, lean in a little bit closer. We're going to be speaking about why you should encourage. And uh, Jenny, straight out the gate, I'm letting you know we're going to make this a buzzword episode.
0: It's buzzy. Hey, I just want to also mention if someone's like, oh man, I'm so sad you're taking a break. There are plenty. I think we have over 50 episodes or we have a significant amount of episodes. You can back watch. I almost said back wash. You can watch or listen to those episodes, share them with your friends. We even had some small groups playing our episodes, chit chatting about it. So listen, there are options for you.
1: Come on. Yeah, go back. Get caught up. Get caught up. Get caught up. And then we'll be back. And if you have already been caught up and you're like, I've been here from the beginning, then go through and just pick your faves. Pick your yes. faves. Re-listen. Reshare. Do your
0: homework. Leave a review. Get prepared. <laughs> Prepare your heart for this buzzworthy episode. So let's explain. Let's just demonstrate our buzzers. Candace, you sure, go first. Real sure. Quick.
1: Mine is kind of ominous. Watch the color on my face for all of y'all watching behind the scenes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fitting for you. <laughs> okay, that was mine. So listen, you're going to hear those buzzers throughout yeah. the show. Yeah. And what it what it means is you need to wait up, we need to wait up, hold a minute. And we are overly communicating Christianese language that it's like, what are you even saying? Yeah. So yeah. we get to buzz one another. And what that means is we have to define the word we just said. It's yeah. a way to pause it and just simplify uh, what we're trying to communicate.
1: Yeah, sometimes when you listen to a faith-based podcast, uh, we, have a, 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 we have just a tendency to make these flippant phrases part of our vernacular. That just the average person listening would go, what does that mean? So if we hear mm-hmm. one of those, we get to use our buzzers.
0: Mine's broken. <laughs> <laughs> God,
1: damn
0: it. Got it. There you go. Oh, now it's going to buzz.
1: Okay. Oh, oh, oh it's going to be a good you did episode. a double buzz. I feel it's good about this. <laughs> I feel it. Confetti like praise. That's right.
0: Every time after that segment, I always just want to dramatically whisper, confetti like praise. You do. I have noticed right. that. Yeah. I can't stop. Anyways, Sounds this good. is a segment where we take 30 <laughs> seconds and we rapid fire the things we are thankful for. Whatever it is, you can play at home, yell at your phone, whatever, however you're listening. But let's play yeah. together. Cue the 30 seconds. Are you ready? Whew. Get set. Candace, you go first. Confetti like praise.
1: Eyebrow pencils because you lose your eyebrow color the older you get. Okay.
0: Oh, Uh, You lose your eyebrows the older you get. So I echo that. (laughs) I don't know if that's a true fact. It's a
1: true fact. What are you? That 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 was mine. I echoed Ditto. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Crocs. They're my new favorite obsession. I love my Crocs. You can take that to the bank.
0: I am thankful for that facelift thing Lisa Whittle told us to buy. Got it excited to to use it. (laughs) (laughs) You You know what?
1: I'm excited for chiropractors, the older I get. I'm just saying this is becoming a midlife confetti-like craze.
0: Midlife crisis. I'm excited for this episode, and time is up.
1: Oh, time. So many things to be grateful for. I was counting on my fingers. Did you see that? I (laughs) did. I was (laughs) impressed. And then the fact that you didn't go one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. One one 1,000. Are you a Mississippi or I'm a one one 1,000?
0: I'm I'm a Mississippi.
1: I'm a Mississippi counter seems right exactly yeah seems about right won't he do it
0: y'all time and time again won't he do it y'all
1: come on won't he do it y'all won't he do it you talk about confetti like praise you want to whisper every time I hear won't he do it I'm like won't he do it (laughs) I feel like it needs a dance break after Mm. it. Like, uh, 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 uh. he will, he will, he will will do do it. Oh, oh my goodness. Won't he do it? In this segment, we are highlighting your reviews, celebrating how God's using this podcast to make an impact. That's a little presumptuous of us, isn't it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) PTL all day long. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Uh, don't forget if you are
1: loving this show (laughs) I mean we do
0: get hate mail should we have a feature of that
1: I do I think we should change all of this for for after mid season break to come back and be like he didn't do it (laughs) we we tried failed he (laughs) didn't (laughs) do it We'll do that. We'll change the whole everything. Yeah. But in this segment, uh, if you're loving the show, go ahead and leave a, a review on Apple podcast or however you listen, we find those out and we feature our favorites. So now, you know, <laughs> let them come in, whatever you say, we'll make space for it. We're going to pick out certain ones that we like and we highlight them. So go ahead, Jenny, share with us our highlighted review today. Yeah.
0: And ones that we hate, but this is one that we appreciate. <laughs> this is from V. Soto 1978 Ooh. hello uh
1: labeled, a good they, wine that's a good they labeled mm-hmm. it chef's kiss Mwah. Be so 1978
0: <laughs> oh right on target they labeled this spirit food course <laughs> along with the wine so seriously all in one episode you get laughter fears mm-hmm. and sometimes hard life and spiritual truths it feeds my spirit for sure thank you ladies wow. for all of it
1: including the pause. Aww, well, there you go. We're so pausing again. Sweet. Well, they're they're inclusive of pauses. They're like, don't you shut down the pause? You pause <laughs> as freely as you need to, as freely as you need to. Listen, V Soto, nineteen seventy eight, vintage person of the world that gives us all the beauty and grace to be ourselves. Thank you for your review. It actually really is inspiring. I know we're making a little bit light here, but we love hearing when you just get our vibe, when you understand yeah. that you can have both shallow and deep conversations in one space and it be absolutely fulfilling. So, and meaning that like fulfilling, like you're full, you got some spiritual food out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's always good it. when we get reviews like that and seriously, don't go on our, um, you know, podcast reviews and start losing, using uh horrible ones and just trying to get on the show, give us five stars. And then you, Put a horrible one in if you want on. Keep the stars. (laughs) Keep the stars. (laughs) Oh, we love you guys. We're going to miss you in our season break, our mid-season break. I'm already getting sad about it. I'm already
0: getting sad. Back again. It's going to be a mystery. (sighs) You're going to be on the edge of your seats, like, wondering, like, is this the day? Kind of. Nope. I'm not going to go there.
1: (laughs) Mm. As a matter of fact, I got some yeah, yeah, buzz yourself with it's that. You so can't broken. buzz yourself because your buzzer isn't working. Let's all buzz you for you. Hey, hey, hey. High five! It's story time.
0: So, in this episode, we're talking about encouragement. And in a minute, I'm going to teach on divine encouragement, which some call prophetic encouragement. Hey, And I didn't get buzzed because I already explained the word. So, but in this point of the show, I just want to ask you, Candice, when have you felt discouraged and have received encouragement
1: in the middle of that? Uh, Well, I'm going to just be bare bone honest with you uh, some of the greatest moments that have happened in my life, leave me on a high. You know what I mean? You're like, Oh, this feels so good. I could, I could do this forever. You find your groove, whether it be your find your groove in your career, or you find like your calling, you fit in it well, or people are um, responding in a positive way to what you're doing in life. And have you ever made a meal for your kids mm, where they all loved it? And I mean, like, that makes me happy because that's rare. Never. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the stage in my never. life where if it's not in nugget form for my children, they reject it. You know, they're like, come on. This isn't I a mean,
0: nugget. It ne- I guess it never ends because you have teenagers on your hand and they're still Gosh. only loving the nugs. They still love nugs and pizzas. That's it. That's Ooh. it. That's it. Okay. I have a friend. And if you're listening... You're welcome, who basically oh. laughs at me because I'm at that stage of life where all I love is nugs and pizza. So I'm right with
1: them. It never ends. I guess I know. I know. Well, I'm gonna tell you a, a time that I've been discouraged. It revolves around that. It's have you ever made a meal where you felt like it was good? You put the money into the groceries, it was a maybe a little higher cut of meat than you've ever made. Mm-hmm. You brought you bought the fresh vegetables, like you were had the recipe out the recipe card you're following it letter by letter and then you give it to your family and they're like it's okay that's my story of discouragement that's consistent what I get around here and so what I find is I'll open up a box of skillet Helper.
0: You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to
1: give the name. I'm not going to give the name because I'm not giving them the glory. But I'm telling you right now, if it goes in one pan with a pound of meat of some sort, yeah, that really is all that my family wants. Nothing else. And I could try doing the greatest, biggest, most elaborate meal, and they're like, meh, it's not as good as that <laughs> skillet meal that you made yesterday. <laughs> so I just feel discouraged with cooking sometimes. So there's my my story of discouragement. It's never-ending as a mom, I'm going to be honest. Never-ending.
0: Yeah, but I, I feel like you left me on a cliff. I want to know, like, how has encouragement in that scenario come in your life? Or are you still needing it? And you need me to encourage you right now in your cooking? Because you know I was going to say? Let me let me just finish this thought because this is important, Candice. The me, fact please. that you cook two nights in a row is one of the most <laughs> impressive things I think that you can achieve. 100% sincere in that moment.
1: I know, I know. I really want to know the people that listen to our podcast. If we have some that cook three to four nights out of a week where you're not like on the regular going, guess what? Thursday night is cereal night. I'm a fun (laughs) mom. (laughs) Breakfast for dinner again. (laughs) Grab your favorite canola bar. (laughs) You're going to love it. No, I mean like, um, yeah, yeah. For me, um, Encouragement, I don't know um, if encouragement is gonna come in. I I'm hoping that there's gonna be like a magic way that I could just learn how to cook better. So I don't know. Maybe my encouragement could come soon. We'll We'll see. Okay. Cooking right. class, opportunity, I don't know. We'll find out. We
0: will find
1: out. <laughs> okay, I
0: don't know where to go from here because my my I was gonna share a story of encouragement I, I received when I felt discouraged. But it's kind of a full picture moment, and you only gave us half the picture. So I don't want to like you go for it. baby. Pull you you, out you Jenny. Greatness of this moment. Um, you did, yeah, you so, I'm just gonna
1: buzz the fact that you didn't feel worthy of doing. No, your no. Oh, I feel worthy. I feel, <laughs> I feel worthy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I want to. Settle this in my soul for a second. I think it's. Oh, I think it's. No, no. this <laughs>
1: in my soul is not allowed. But I added a action.
0: quiver voice for dramatization. Dramatization. Here's the problem yeah. with you.
1: I never know if you're adding the quiver voice for drama or just because you're that silly. Because I love the quiver voice in you. I think it's hilarious.
0: Thank you for that encouragement. You're welcome. I, I think it's great that you are publicly acknowledging areas you're discouraged in. And I think as well, if we're, I'm just going to over-spiritualize this moment. If we're not self-aware to the point of where we're feeling discouraged, we're going to miss out when the encouragement comes, right? Yeah, that's good. I feel good about that. Okay, so I had a moment um, when I started out in my job, in my career, and it was ministry, vocational ministry Mm -hmm. and our church. Now I want to be very clear that the type of encouragement I'm talking about is prophetic encouragement. And the church I was in um, at the time was not uh, considered denominationally a Pentecostal church. So I'm saying that because, you know, I like theology and Mm -hmm. um, prophetic encouragement can happen outside of Pentecostal churches, although that's typically where it lands. Okay. Are we good? I didn't get buzzed. Well, so, yeah, we
1: like to label only prophetic language and prophetic experience in a certain denomination, which to be honest, as a Baptist going to a prophetic community in a Pentecostal type environment, I jokingly was like, that's not in the Bible y'all just because I thought it really wasn't. <laughs> and I started reading and I was like, Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Oh, wait a minute." <laughs> So I love that you're bringing that out right, right at the top. So let us know your moment that you felt discouraged and you felt encouraged by prophecy, if you will. So our
0: church, our church leaders would bring in this minister who had a history of operating in, Oh, I'm soloing in this video here. If you're live, you're welcome. So our church brought in a minister who was active in this prophetic gifting And this is a little different than your everyday encouragement. So he was active. He had accurate prophetic words. He came and he would pray and teach the Bible and minister. And they did it in this way where they would um, prayerfully invite certain leaders up in the church. And it was a special evening and they invited my husband and I to go up. And, um, pastor Danny was his name. He actually passed. So, oh, it's so sad. He was just a powerhouse for the Lord. Yeah. Um, but two years in a row, I got, we got invited up as a family and he prophesied it over us. And it was a similar word that the first year I was like, I don't know what this means. And he has no recollection of who we are. He doesn't know, like we don't have a relationship outside of this moment. Um, and the second year he said it again. Hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, first of all, God's confirming what he already said. And then I know what this means. And what he said is, He said a whole bunch of things. But the thing that I always remember is he said, you're going to reach the world in your city to reach the cities of the world. And I'm like, that's a tongue twister. What does that even mean? I don't understand it. And what I've come to prayerfully see in the life of my ministry is that as a writer and speaker, alongside that goes a lot of online ministry. And we Mm -hmm. live in a small community in a little island, and we're literally seeing in our small city, we're reaching the world that, and in the world, the people that we're impacting are reaching their cities. So our ministry program has had, we had an internship program where we had an intern from South Africa, like just all around the world. And it was one of Mm -hmm. those defining moments in my career or in my calling that I can look back and be like, man, God, look, look at what you've done. Like it was one of those confirming things for me where I felt seen, I felt known, and valued by a God who like knows the end game of this thing. And that man just came in and spoke life into something I had yet to see and areas where I felt discouraged. And it really helped us uh, move forward. And one thing he said when he started off the first year of prophesying over us, he didn't prophesy for two years straight, but the first time he prophesied, he said, let's consider me prophesy for two years over me. I receive it.
1: He uh, never left your bedside. It was he weird. never.
0: That was weird. <laughs> um, but he said to Matt, he said, you, gotta, you need to get on the train because it's about to take off, meaning like Jenny's going to be moving and either you're in or you're out. And since that moment, something shifted in my husband where he's like, I'm on board. And it was a defining moment for a life. And when I think of divine encouragement, wow. it should confirm. And we'll talk about this in a second. But it was one of those moments where something can shift. Uh, for you, or confirm something for you, where it's like this moment of, yeah, I see God in this, and uh, I, I am forever grateful for that man. And I'm not glorifying him; I'm glorifying the way the Lord ministered in those spaces through him, and that he understood the power of encouragement, and he was a man that modeled that time and time again. So wow,
1: wow, oh my goodness, well, that's an incredible. That's an incredible uh, high five at story time. Like that story in and of itself makes me feel like there's a greater setup for our show today. Come on now, what do we say? And there is, cause we're gonna jump straight <laughs> into we said what? I'm telling you. I was you. gonna make a cooking joke. I was like right on the tip of it and oh. then you segmented out. It's good. It, it wouldn't have landed the plane. You did well there on that segment. I did. I transition. did. See, you know, we have a run sheet for this show, but I'm just telling you right now, it's still spontaneous. It's, it's, it's at the mercy of whenever I click the clickers. That's it. It's at, <laughs> it's at that mercy. Why, why should we talk about encouragement today? Why should we talk about prophetic words? Why should we talk about this topic? I think there's one thing, and this is honestly behind the scenes. I came to Jenny and was like, hey, let me tell you, let me tell you what is the cycle in my life. This is what I see. And she was like, well, let me tell you, I've been digging into prophecy and encouragement and we got a show here. And I was like, well, then let's go. Uh, The reasoning we're doing this and, and what we are saying about this is so important. I will tell you a pattern in my life that I'm noticing is I'll have these big spiritual wins or even like physical wins in my life. Mm -hmm. Have you ever started a diet, lost 10 pounds, and listen, I don't diet anymore. So I'm just using this as an example. Yeah, I I actually don't have any food rules right now. And I'm living to feed and nourish my body. And I'm living to feed and nourish my soul every time that I eat. So there's a little healthy shift I've made. But Mm. Coach Chris would be proud. He would be proud, but I will say this, there have been times when I've dieted and you see the scale shift, the number drop and you're like, Oh, success. But then how many times right on the heels of a success do you find, um, defeat and discouragement? I mean, like that's like instantly say for me, it comes down to hormones. I would have a weight loss. And then I would experience just normal hormones of being a female every month. And then my jeans wouldn't fit again. However, I've lost the weight, but then I gained back a little because of my monthly cycle. And then I'm discouraged and I'm like, well, I'm going to eat all the things. And then the reality is, is because of the discouragement, I, I suffer a setback. And this is just something that's a physical example. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me, let me give you spiritual examples in my job. What I do is I go around and I speak. I, I, I take things that are positive messages about finding a life full of joy, how to actually have defiant joy. Every time I'm on stage, I have one purpose, one goal, one umbrella that I speak under, and it's for people to find their best life, their most joy-filled life. Well, what do you think is going to be the natural thing that happens to me when I leave a stage? Is I'm going to be attacked and discouraged in the area that I'm making advancements, and the, the place that I'm finding the most encouragement and doing the most encouraging is the one area that I'm going to be attacked the most. Mm-hmm. So I find myself leaving a stage being discouraged. Like that didn't go well. Uh, your jokes weren't funny. You, God forbid, but I actually did this one time. Uh, I had a part of my shirt that was really long. I was trying to wear one of those cute kimono shirts. Yeah. Little did I know. It was hanging out of my car door the entire ride to this event, and it was muddy and disgusting because it was raining (laughs) that day, and I felt like I looked so cute, and my host (laughs) that was at the church sent me pictures of me speaking, and the bottom of my stupid kimono was filthy and disgusting on all these beautiful professional photos. So here I am thinking we had this incredible moment on stage and they thought I was so cute in my kimono. And then I walk off and get the pictures back to me and I'm like, what is that hot mess of a human? Never try to look cute again. Don't you ever buy another kimono? I mean, like, I know I'm saying it lightheartedly, but, but honestly, y'all I've experienced some horrible text messages about family members that are in special need, like three seconds before I'm supposed to take a stage or three seconds after walking off of a stage. And so I started seeing this cycle develop, like, okay, have a big win where I feel fully empowered, encouraged, I'm in my zone, I'm doing what the Lord asked me to do, it's great. And then on its heels, every time was discouragement. And so what I brought up to Jenny backstage, Outside of this podcast was simply this idea. What I'm discovering is if the enemy of our faith, like it, Satan himself, and I'm not one to look for a devil under every rock. Um, if if he was going to debilitate the church from being successful at bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth, uh, one of the greatest tools that I see him consistently use is discouragement. mm. And that's why this show is so important today. It's because a lot of us don't even realize that we're discouraged Mm -hmm. and that we are thinking negative thoughts consistently and aligning with those negative thoughts. I mean, like to the point of creating strongholds. We talked about that in another episode this season. If you want to go back and, and look at that with, um, listen to, I should feel all the feels. I mean, like mm-hmm. that's an incredible epi- episode to reference for that. But if we're going to talk about discouragement, we need to attack what does it actually look like? How can you live a life that is encouraging, and why should you do it? Well, I hope that we gave you the should of why you should. Um, but now we just need to get into the the solid meat of what actually the Bible says about it and how to do it. So if you'll join us, we're going to jump right into He said what. He said what? He said what? He said what? Say it again. Say it again. He
0: said what? Yeah, yeah. So. I want to urge you, I love this topic. I've taught classes on this topic. So grab your notebooks because grab your Bibles. We're going to do this thing if you have a Bible. So I'm going to land us in 1 Corinthians are you good are we good what's wrong with
1: that
0: i can't I feel like it's
1: so no listen i feel like it's so Christianic to say i'm gonna land us in first corinthians can we just say what you meant to say with instead please, of land us
0: please open the holy word of the lord
1: <laughs> i can accept that either
0: open <laughs> up page 476 of your textbooks <laughs>
1: Boy, we do we do stupid stuff, don't we? I love us. I love us. Okay, but let's when did go. you say
0: that in any like Huckleberry Finn? Landed on chapter five. Okay, maybe not. Nope. Okay, so first <laughs> I'm like, let <laughs> me test drive this, and as I'm saying it, I'm eating my words. Okay, so
1: <laughs> First Corinthians
0: fourteen hey. three, yeah. Paul is writing, and he says, so this is what is what is biblical encouragement. The one who prophesies. Speaks to people for edification, exhortation, and cause I can't even say this word, Candace. And I've even googled how to say it, and we already make fun of my accent and the way I speak. So, I'm gonna say need to pull it now. No, I forgot I was supposed to google it before this episode, and I'm really mortified. Now. I cannot sound out words. Nope, I'm only a sight reader. Don't make me do it. Say it. No, it's ruining the moment. Just read it for me consolation consolation thank you what were you going to say I don't know it was like cons- consoling consoling I don't know consolation oh, well that's
1: kind of I get it it's, it's like similar. the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable yeah my daughter just did that with Canada she couldn't get it out of her head that something was Canadian and that the country was Canada so she wanted to call them Canadia
0: and I was like That's <laughs> it. <laughs> it life is hard you guys words I are need some hard, encouragement people. thank words you for encouraging hard. the rest of that sentence Candace okay so
1: let's because it's the word of God I really wanted to buzz it but like can you help me what is edification versus exhortation versus okay. consolation
0: let's put some defining words in here so edification yes so this is what Biblical encouragement, it is okay. It's at the base of it, edification, okay. improvement, providing improvement, instruction. It says mm. enlightenment, especially around moral things, something that's spiritually uplifting. That is especially. literally the definition. No, you said
1: especially. I couldn't let that go. I'm sorry. I love you. Especially isn't a biblical. It, especially, not a... it's not especially. Oh, now we're buzzing on
0: my my pronunciation. <laughs> This is. I am very
1: discouraged, people. Oh no, no, no! I'm shutting that down. Say especially (laughs) all day long. Everybody listening, say especially. Go. (laughs) Change it. Change the word in the dictionary now.
0: Okay, exhortation (laughs) is defined as empathetically urging someone to do something, and you do that through communication. Wow. Wow. And then consolation. Did I get job? Yes is yes. comfort received by a person after a loss or disappointment so mm. here we can see that prophetic encouragement wow. biblical encouragement define divine encouragement however you whatever language you need to use because prophecy can get some bad wraps, right um or baggage around it whatever words you want to mm. use to describe this it's edifying it's building up it's mm. urging somebody to do something it's not always forward it's not always for the future it's for right now it's comforting um, and it's morally, spiritually uplifting. Okay, and- pause,
1: pause for mm-hmm. me for just a second. You are going so fast and this is so good. We have yes, to ma'am. pause. We have to pause. So let's, I'm going to surmise, this is why I'm your co-host friend, because you just gave us like 50 bombs of truth and I don't want us to miss a single impact of it. Okay. The first one, education, improvement or instruction, improvement or instruction, exhortation, empathetically urging someone to do something. It's a movement. It's you're saying you might want to try this and then consolation. That's comfort after loss or disappointment. The fact that prophecy has the ability to do all three. And then you said, I mean, I I just want to, I want to look at these haymakers that you just dropped. Okay. That it's not always for forward moments, but current ones as well. Yeah, huge. And, huge,
0: and it can be highlighting something in the past that God wants to get your attention about in the in the right now. So mm. I, I think we well, often, especially
1: consolation because if you've just yeah. lost something, you have to address the past. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good.
0: And prophetic encouragement can look um, very different in different ways, but the best way. So let me set the stage with how do we prophesy? And then I I'll land it with, I'm so, so I'm so on edge. You're going to buzz me with every word I say. Um, but how, why do we prophesy? So again, we're in Corinthians, we're landing in first Corinthians. Just kidding. You just do it. It's fine. 1431. I did that one as a joke. Um, and here's the thing that gets people. Cause they're like, hold up. And he writes, for you can all prophesy one by one so that Mm. all may learn and be encouraged. And the spirit of prophets are subject to prophets for God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. Right. So I want to expand on that in a minute, but what we can pull out of that text is a handful of things. But one thing I want to mention is that prophetic encouragement is not spiritual manipulation. Come on! I prophesy the Lord wants you to come serve my ministry for fifty-five years. Like, no, no, check, check yourself, right? Like, it is yeah. not manipulation. That it has will...
1: more to do with what we talked about last week on our episode yeah. with Lisa Whittle. I mean, we were discussing spiritual abuse. Yes. Like, so be be even more specific to say it's not abusive, it's not manipulative, it do, it's not self-serving. As a matter of yes. fact, none of those words—edification, exhortation, consolation—are self-serving.
0: Yeah. Ooh. It can be confirming, which is totally different from self-serving like
1: absolutely. The example I gave so of good. ministry
0: like if someone felt called to ministry and they said that yeah. out, that could be confirming of something you already felt in your spirit. Um, so good, but it yeah. will not leave confusion confusion. I had a woman at church once come up to me and this wow. was in a in a Pentecostal church and she's like, I just feel like you're gonna move to Argentina and the Lord and I'm like, eh, don't feel called to do that. So what I did with that word, Uh, some people call prophetic encouragement words a word from the Lord. You take that and you get to discern it just as much as the Holy Spirit can move prophetically through you or another person. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit giving you wisdom and discernment, and you get to decide if that prophetic word is on point. I felt it in my mouth.
1: Discernment. I think that that's a word we need to kind of... um... Water out a little bit. We need to thin it. If it was a paint, it's really thick right now. Yeah, especially when it comes to prophecy. So, so give us a baseline for discernment.
0: Um, I would describe discernment as, in the most simplest terms, is this good or is this bad?
1: Wow, that is pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. I mean, like, is this right. for me?
0: Is this against me? It, you're, right. you're catching to speak the high school slang. You're catching the vibe of what's going down, and oh. you're wisdom. You're get catching it
1: the me, vibe.
0: You <laughs> just went all well, up in the okay. right now I know where this is
1: going. Rain it, rain it. <laughs>
0: Do you think that American Idol is gonna call and be like, "Listen, you
1: exactly. need to come
0: audition"? Do you watch
1: the season because it is good? Are you watching I, American Idol? I season? have like I have very limited television exposure right now in my life. There's not much that I can watch.
0: You're really I, missing out. It's great.
1: I, I can tell you all the shows I've watched, but that would be a whole different podcast. Like we, it would just, <laughs> we would be knee deep into conversations that we don't want to go to today. Oops.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Oh. I keep buzzing. Oh. Okay. So let me wrap up. Let me wrap up this first Corinthians. How do, it do we to prophesy? It. So, um, so, good. we can all prophesy. There's a difference between the Lord gives us spiritual gifts, which is a different conversation. Like the, the man mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. prayerfully spoke words over me at church that I shared with you, he had the prophetic gifting that is different from, that's a different level from we can all prophesy. Um, and the, the goal of this prophetic encouragement is to one the biblical text says that we can all learn that we can be encouraged and also that this reminder of God is not a god of confusion and then in verse 40 that text goes on to say all things all things should be done in decently and in order. So wow. you're not go. if someone bulldozes you, I have a prophetic word from the Lord. And you're like, I don't know if you do get out of my faith. Like that's not mm. honoring. That's not relationally appropriate. Um, yeah. one thing I tried to do in my ministry is always like really Jesus ministered from compassion, always hundred percent. He yeah. ministered from compassion, he compassion, signs and wonders followed always. Mm. And I believe, I believe Christ followers can all prophesy. And the greatest thing you can do to prophesy or encourage another person is to open your Bible and say, Lord, who do you want me to encourage today? And send them a Bible verse. Uh, Say, I'm thinking about you, and this verse came to mind. The greatest way we can prophesy is through the power of God's word. And I always just teach people to start there. And I think that's a great place to um, encourage others with.
1: There's a couple of thoughts that immediately come to mind. Okay. You ready? You ready? Mm-hmm. Let's go here. Let's go here. My first thought is this teaching is invaluable. Uh, number two, I think we need a whole separate episode on spiritual gifts. I think, we, I think we have to do that when we come back from our mid-season break. I would like I to think, do that. I think that's necessary because there's a greater conversation that you opened up when you said there is a difference with spiritual gifting versus there's the ability for all of us to, to prophesy, mm-hmm. to be able to edify to be able to exhort, to console, like those things. Um, I love that one translation of that First Corinthians 14, 3 says, for strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. Like yes. even that, like we strengthen, we encourage, we comfort. Can you do that for somebody? Um, yeah. And then I love how you said the greatest way to do it is send them a scripture verse. Well, you know what I've noticed is the greatest way to prophesy and encourage somebody. How many times have you had a thought? about somebody in your head about how talented Mm -hmm. they are or how sweet they are, or, oh my goodness, they always make the best cookies or, uh, they always just have the most impeccable style and they're always put together. And then they're just so sweet. Like, you know, you think these kindness things about people, if you don't know a Bible verse to go and run to, and you're like, Oh, I just don't even know. Like what's a, sweet first about somebody being kind, you know, and right. then you're like stuck in your Bible for 20 minutes in the concordance going "Well, uh, kindness, <laughs> where's it at? Um, why don't you just start with the simple encouragement of the nudge, the internal nudge of what thought comes to mind. I think yeah. sometimes that can open the conversation to begin to allow the Holy Spirit to say things that will he'll bring to mind while you're speaking yeah. to somebody you know um for me i know that i think the best of people and i they never know it and that breaks my heart mm-hmm. and i want to be somebody that when i think the best of someone they know it yeah like i i think of i sometimes i find myself saying greater things about my husband or my kids to everybody else but them and and i'm like oh that feels like such a sour missed opportunity yeah. Like, I want them to hear it directly, not by osmosis or by this other conversation or hearsay. I want that first person, I told you from my heart, this is what you mean to me, what I see in you. You know, I don't want my kids, this is no slam against the church, but I don't want my kids to hear the only voice of God from the people and leadership in my church. I want my church to be an echo. Yes. From what they're hearing at home first. And that yeah. comes from a, a mindset that says, I should encourage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I and I want to set some boundaries too around this because this might even feel like a lot. Like you're telling me I need to go encourage somebody. I don't know what I should say. Or I'm scared to death
1: right now. They are like, How no way <laughs>
0: Yeah. How do I know if it's divine encouragement or just my human flesh wanting to encourage? Listen, yeah. if it's encouragement, it's encouragement. Honestly, the mm. the the greatest parameters I set around and when I teach this um, in regards to giving a prophetic word at the base of what it is, it should never go against scripture and it should align with the character of God. So you calling out someone's kindness, that is fruit of the spirit, right? Like, of course, God would want you to call out someone's kindness. Um, If you were calling out, like those are the parameters I move with that gifting. There was this moment when I was, um, preaching out of school. And so my kids and I, we do this every day and I was preaching in the morning, so I didn't get a chance to do this, but we do this thing called morning motivations. And I really want to urge you to try this with your loved ones or your friends. And basically what we do is we take just a couple seconds before school drop off. And every morning we motivate one another, we encourage one another, we call out the good in each other that we see. And it just sets up that day to feel empowered, to feel seen, to feel loved, to walk in the talents, the giftings, the way God wired you. Because someone's just reminding you, this is how I see you. And this morning, when I was teaching at a school, I didn't get to do that with my kids. I try to leave them notes if I'm not there, but it's a really fun um, thing that we do as a family. But this morning, I was teaching the students. This is what this is what we do. So do it to one another. And I saw this one kid, and it was almost like the Lord was highlighting him for me. So I said from mm-hmm. the stage hey, I see you. And he gets all nervous and all his friends are like poking him. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I said, I just want to tell you, I feel like you have the joy of the Lord in a way that your friends love hanging out with you because you're silly. You're fr- like You bring the laughter in the room. You're like the one that people go to for fun. And you could just see his whole face lit up. His friends were like, that is totally you. Oh my gosh. And I felt like in that moment, it was just giving him permission to be who mm. God designed him to be. And he found peace in that. And we have that ability, one, as leaders. And you're like, that's not my job, though. I don't speak mm-hmm. from a platform. You speak to people yeah. every single day. You might be surrounded with little kids. You might be surrounded by a best friend or coworkers or, or even strangers at the grocery store. God can highlight somebody for mm-hmm. you and go help them feel seen, valued, and loved. And that is what we are called to do as believers and because as Christ followers, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We are fully capable, fully 100% capable that we can prophesy. Boom. Let me land that plane. I got no buzzes. I feel good about it.
1: I, there was a lot of words, but I'm so, so consumed <laughs> with the thought that, um, you know, how you said we all have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which I was going to buzz because that's pretty big, but it is. It's, we have, the ability to have a walk with a nearness and indwelling, as you would say, of the Holy Spirit. It brought this scripture to mind and I'm going to read it. I, I, this is why I went solo for you for a second. I had to go find my Bible. This yeah. is from the message version of Philippians 4, 8. Um, and I'll tell you, the other version says, whatever is noble, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever's all these things. You were going to buzz me for having the message version. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say a word. But yes, <laughs> Continue. But, um, I love how the message version puts it. It says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. This is where I think when you're saying, what, what do verse I do? Is that, Candace? That's Philippians 4 8 in the message. Nice. Yes. And that, I love. And I.
0: the message is a wonderful paraphrase. Let me just explain why I buzz. Beautiful paraphrase. Yes. Go ahead. That was a great Absol- verse.
1: It is. And I think that when we're looking at this passage all together, no matter where you pull it from message, ESV, HSBC, mm-hmm. whatever you want. M-N-O-P. Exactly. QRS. I'm saying that <laughs> you. when you're. <laughs> W X. <laughs> so right. We're so stupid. I love it. Um, I'm saying that you're like, what how do I distinguish those thoughts? Is, is this just a nice thought about a person or is this a prophetic thought about a person? If you and you said hold it to the word of God. Well, these are the things that are the nature of God. The things yeah. that are reputable, the things that are crazy, the th- praiseworthy, the things that are authentic, the things that um are beautiful, not ugly. The, the things that praise and don't curse. If you're coming to somebody and you're like, "Let me give you a word of encouragement," but it's a backhanded slap at a comment, <laughs> it's not a prophetic word. And stop saying that it is. Like I got really serious all of a sudden, but I'm, I'm I couldn't be more. Absolutely sold on that and convinced that we do more damage and we discourage by labeling things prophetic that are actually personal opinions disguised Mm. as gossip. So stop doing that, Mm -hmm. stop using your personal agenda with the voice of God attached to it and manipulating things. And it really praise, encourage, call out beautiful. I mean, I know we joke about this off camera, but it's easier to look for dirt than it is to find the gold in somebody. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay for you to say, I'm going to focus. I'm going to do my best to fill up my mind by meditating on things that are true about this person. Because let me just tell you, it may not be easy to encourage every single person. It may not be easy to prophesy words of edification or consolation or, or exhortation over somebody that's being a jerk face. You know what I'm saying? Like it's easy mm-hmm. when the person that we're called to um speak encouragement to is worthy. <laughs> but what about the person that's not? And I'm telling you
0: weary or broken or yeah.
1: Yeah. Weary, broken, but also a butt. I'm just saying yeah. some people are deliberately on paths to be opposite against what is good, against what is pure, against what is right. And and this is where I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Our first call is love. Our first command is to encourage and not to just encourage for, well, maybe if they think better about themselves, they'll do better. No, 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 no. That's where exhortation, that communication that emphatically urges someone to do something comes at a place where it says, I'm going to do this in a way that's encouraging as well. And I'm going to call them out to be like, you are more than this. Listen, um, I could all day long as a mama, either destroy my children or build up my children Yeah, when they do wrong. And this is where I think the church, we have it backwards sometimes is that we see wrong and we're like, oh my gosh, I have to be such a defender of what's right that at all costs, I bulldoze the sin. I bulldoze the person. I bulldoze them down and say, uh, 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 how dare you? can we just all remember for one second that Jesus already settled the score of sin? Like, it's not, it's not for you to settle. Like there's nothing, (laughs) literally nothing that you can do that will make anything more righteous. Righteousness has already been encountered by Jesus. Like that done, settled cross. He settled it there. Came back from the dead. Done. He became our sin. He who knew no sin, so that we could become righteousness of God. So, when you see people and you're like, they're hard to encourage, they're hard to love, they're hard to prophesy over, remember they're the righteousness of God. Like, can we just have that thought for a second? And I'm talking from a perspective of I have somebody in my life that is very hard to encourage and love. I'm not even gonna lie about that. And I have to remember their sin issue is not for me to call out and diminish and for me to correct. My job is to encourage and call out what the Lord is doing in their life and has done for them and can do and will do.
0: You bring up a really good point because well, it's kind of transitioning topics just slightly what I'm about to say, but we mm. we cannot hold non-Christians to a biblical standard of um, mm-hmm. righteousness. When they haven't encountered the Holy One, right? When they haven't mm-hmm. been saved from their sin. Yep. So, like you said, as followers of Him, if you're talking about a non-Christian in this uh, illustration, we get to point people, like you said, to who Jesus is, what He's done, what He's going to do, and we get to say, you know what? I see God in the midst of this in your story. I see yeah. God here. I see Him here. Yeah. I see Him here. And, um, yeah, we get to see the inherent value everybody has Mm. as just being created by a God who is loving and a God who is creator of the whole universe. Like we get to bring and invite people into that. I think we can feel intimidated by me saying, and you saying we should all prophesy. So I just want to give like a super practical, like here's, here's the easiest way to do it. Literally. If the Lord puts somebody on your heart, I don't care who it is. I have crazy stories. I've written about them in my book. If you want to read them, get no God's voice. That's not a plug, but I want to share the story, but we don't have time. So go read that, it. That go read it. go read it.
1: That was a plug but I'm here it for. Wasn't, it wasn't. I have this
0: amazing story that is on my heart right now, but I don't have time to share it. Okay. So anyway. So read it. <laughs> so go read it. Chapter 12. No, I don't know if it's that chapter, but if somebody comes upon your, on your heart, a stranger, mm. your best friend, whatever, literally just say, hey, I felt like God put you on my heart and perhaps I have, or however you want to say it, I feel like I have a word for you. Do Mm. you want to hear it? Now Mm. they get to, they get to decide, do I want this person to speak into my life? Yes or no. Every single time I've said that question to an atheist, to a stranger, to Mm. my husband, to a best Mm. friend. Every time I've asked that, the answer has always been, yeah, tell, tell me what you think God is saying. And it it carries profound impact with the obedience of us trying to prophesy. So I hope that helps kind of frame that up. It's not as scary as it sounds. It's beautifully wonderful and encouraging. And we should all prophesy. Mm.
1: I love that because you're also really doing something that's just smart as a human being and a friend to a stranger or to somebody you love. You're asking permission to dive into a conversation that they may or may not be wanting to have. Mm -hmm. And can we all just do that for like, from now on for the rest of our lives, before we decide that we need to preach at people? Can we ask them, do I have the, the relational equity to even talk about this with you? Can we just take a second and say, can I, can I approach this topic with you? And then let them say yes or no. (laughs) Like, Jenny, this has been such a good episode. Like I'm sitting here going, we can keep on talking, but look, we keep on getting closer and closer to this hour mark.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. And our show literally blows up at an hour or so for the video. It does.
1: It does. So we're going to keep it under. We know that there's so many other things that we can do, but let's close out today. Hey, let's pray.
0: <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So we thought it would be fitting to. Pray out the show and perhaps give the Lord <laughs> uh wait for all the buzzes. We're not going to buzz moving forward. I just. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I thought that was just um, a general
1: rule during prayer time. We didn't buzz. Oh,
0: OK. No buzzes. Yeah. No awkward. Daddy yeah. gods. Those are the boundaries. Oh, we no, papers. I will.
1: Hold
0: on. No, that's a boundary. We will not do that. Okay, good, that's a good, hard okay, good. rule on prayer time good. So we want to just give the Lord an opportunity if he wants to minister through our prayer time, perhaps with a prophetic word for somebody. Um, we One other parameter we always have is we want to hold be held accountable. So if we specifically say, I believe God can use the airways and all technology to speak life and encouragement over others. So if you feel like that is for me, will you mm-hmm. just reach out and let us know? Um, Because I believe this could be a powerful moment between you and the Lord. So let's just um, pray and see where it lands.
1: Yeah. Um, You want to start us off? Yeah, let's do it in under five minutes too. Let's go there. (laughs) (laughs) Speed
0: prophecy.
1: Oh, it's a holy game. Now it's less than five minutes. God, we really do just want to honor you in this time. Honestly, uh, we get the ability and and the privilege of being able to just hold your word in our heart, like hide it in our heart for our own growth. But we also get the ability to just uh, speak it back, digest it. I mean, uncover it, discover it again, see it in a new light. And um, God, even as I'm just grateful and thankful for that, I really just sense there's a, there's a moment right now where you're calling your, your church, your big C church to just fall in love with your word all over again, because for us to be able to have a word from you, we have to know your words. So um, God, would you hold us accountable to that? Like, would you put that desire in us to meet with you, to hear you speak when we open up the Bible and read your story. Um, And then God, would we not be so quick to weaponize your word um, for anything that satisfies our own selfish desires? God, would we be people that encourage with your word? Like, honestly, that that would be our one aim is to love, 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 love. They will know that we belong to you by our love. And so, God, even as we dive into a deeper knowing of all the things that are true and noble and praiseworthy and reputable, that they wouldn't be for our own benefit to store us up and puff us up, but they would be to prophesy, to encourage, Mm. strengthen, and comfort others around us. In Jesus' name I ask that. Jesus.
0: I'm going to go around two on this prayer. Mm. Uh, I feel specific, like this is a specific word I feel from the Lord. Um, So we're going to go for it. I just feel like, and it makes me feel sad if this is you. I feel like one of our listeners recently got diagnosed with cancer. And again, Mm -hmm. I want to be held accountable to this. Um, But I I believe this is a comforting word for you. So I want to pray Isaiah 40, 29 over you. God gives strength to the weary and and increases the power of the weak. So if this is you in the middle of a health diagnosis or a health crisis, I just pray for a strengthening over you in the areas you feel weak. I pray for healing over your your mind as you begin to walk out this unknown territory. And I just pray that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding rests upon you as you navigate the next steps in the name of Jesus. Yeah.
1: You know, God is near to the brokenhearted. That's a promise that he makes. And wow. if you just feel like Candace, Jenny, I'm really discouraged right now. Uh, there's been wave after wave, disappointing news headline. And I'm not talking about like in the actual world. I'm talking about in your headlines yeah. <laughs> that just keep on happening. And you feel that discouragement and the weightiness of it. I guess if I was going to prophesy in this moment, I would just tell you lift your eyes up, take one step after another, and realize you're going to be okay. Anytime that you're with God, He's mighty to save, and He's strength made perfect in weakness, and He's near in brokenheartedness. So um, you're not alone. You're not alone. Gosh, no matter how isolated you may feel in this world, or in your thoughts, or in your feelings you're not alone. And there's some major encouragement in that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Come on. All right, respond, let us know. We we are taking <laughs> a mid-season break and and we are we are just going to gear up for what's coming next. Yeah. Go back, re-listen. Let us know, reach out to us. Send us a DM at shuttheshould.com um up.com, and let us yeah. know all the things that we've seen that are successful and that God's doing in your life from the show. Until next time, shut the shut up everybody and we'll take a break and see you soon. If you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to
0: iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars.
1: If there's one thing you're going to shut yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.